0: It is Monday, August 21st. I'm Scott Seidenberg.
1: And I'm AJ Hoffman. Week two of
0: the preseason concludes tonight.
1: And the Yankee season may have already concluded. Here comes the Vegas
0: troop. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day.
1: Ravens and commanders to close out week two of the NFL preseason tonight. The Yankees losing skid hits. Eight. And some bad injury news for the Dallas
0: Cowboys. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? We we'll recap week 2 of the NFL preseason. We have one game tonight to conclude the second week of preseason games. The Ravens will take on the Commanders as they look for preseason win number 25 in a row. And so much money has come in on the Commanders. This spread is now down to Baltimore minus a point and a half.
1: Uh-oh. Well, are we taking the bait? When do you take the bait? Feels like a big fat trap just sitting there for you. I mean, what they're going for twenty five in a row tonight, but they haven't covered like three of the last four. Okay, there's a pretty short money line on a one and a half point spread, Uh Scott. So what do you do? What do you do with this game tonight? And I guess I guess we should start by asking the question: Why do you think? Money is coming in on the Commanders. What could what could be causing this is my question.
0: Well, the line, I think, was too high. And looking at the Ravens not covering last week in their win against the Eagles, a 2019 win, and opening up at north of a field goal was too high for this game in Washington. And the quarterback situation, it's it's going to be Josh Johnson getting the start for the Ravens tonight. Yeah, and listen, it's uh, Jacoby Brissett and Jake
1: Fromm looking to split the game for Washington. Uh, but, I mean, listen, there's a lot of guys who are out for the the commanders as well. Andrew Wiley's out. Chase Young is out. Uh, Danny Johnson. None of these guys are suiting up. Sam Howell's not going to play. So it, it's it's a preseason game. Mm-hmm. It's a normal preseason game. I wonder if now that the record is in hand, And the Ravens have the longest preseason streak in history. Like, I don't know that they went out to set that record, Mm -hmm. but once you do it, like what's the point of continuing to do this? What's the point of continuing to like say, Hey, we've got to win this game. I don't think it hurts to win preseason games, but I don't know that it helps you either. At some point you're going to sit guys who need to sit. Like your priority becomes having your guys healthy for, for week one. I I think that's what we're getting here. But, uh, There are going to be some first-team guys out there with Johnson, for what it's worth, and it's going to be mostly a second unit on defense Mm -hmm. uh, for Washington.
0: If I were looking at the Ravens, I'd probably look at the first half, to be honest. I think what we're seeing is dogs doing well here in the preseason because of the The joint—because it's the starters not playing, but also it's the joint practices— that make things a little more even. They've been working against each other all week, so there really is not a lot of advantage for one team over the other, and so taking the points has been profitable. Here's what we have so far in week 2 of the preseason, just one game left tonight in that Ravens Commanders game. Favorites are 16-13 and 2 straight up. But underdogs 17 and 14 ATS. So, underdogs are winning against the spread. The road teams, 15, 13, and two straight up, 19 and 11 ATS. The road teams dominating yeah. against the spread. That would be the Ravens on the road. Uh, overs in the preseason, 18, 12, and one so far
1: yeah I a lot of these trends seem I mean they're they're going in every different direction, and I don't know what's gonna again, this is why I don't bet preseason because i feel, I really feel like it's a lot of randomness We've had two ties and it, I, yeah, and a game canceled in the fourth quarter or stopped in the fourth quarter. like it, no one's taking this seriously, which makes me not want to wager real American dollars on it. Uh, and I, I don't think I'll be wagering anything on this game tonight. I've made it almost through two full weeks of preseason
0: without putting a single dollar on a game. I'm going to continue that tonight. Well, let's take a look at what we saw this past weekend, and we'll go backwards working our way uh, and start with the game, one game on the schedule yesterday. The Saints beating the Chargers 22-17. It was Jake Hayner and Jameis Winston at quarterback for New Orleans, and New Orleans bit by the penalty bug. The flags were out a bunch 14 penalties for 141 yards in this game. They still got the win, but that's a lot of penalties.
1: Yeah, and there was a lot in the last game if I'm not mistaken. That's that seemed to have been a problem so far for them. So, uh clearly something that the Saints are going to need to clean up, but the, the fact that the Saints are uh, you know, getting getting reps in for these backup quarterbacks, I think that's turned into a bit of a battle that's interesting to watch. Mm. Jake Caner maybe uh playing a little bit better than anybody thought he was going to be, but Jameis Winston still out there battling as well. Uh, For the Chargers, this is like, I mean, you you never know who's going to play for these guys. Uh, Easton Stick played the entire game through 41 passes. Like how often do, I mean, unless there was some sort of an injury, like how often do we see one quarterback play the entire preseason? Uh, does that mean he's guaranteed a roster spot or are they just saying mm-hmm. uh, we don't
0: want any of our real players to get hurt? That so could be you're it. out here. Yep. That could be it. Let's go back to Saturday. The Seahawks beating the Cowboys 22, 14 Jackson Smith and Jigba. He started and looked good. Three catches for 58 yards. And one of them was a long one that set up the touchdown play. I've I've talked about this Seahawks receiving core before with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and now Jackson Smith and Jigba. Geno Smith's got a ton of weapons that he can throw to.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And but the problem is they're still seemingly like a run first team. So there's all these mouths. There's who Walker or Charbonnet? But that's what they did last year, right? Yeah, I don't know who it is. But I mean, they they want that's Pete Carroll generally wants Mm -hmm. to run the ball first. Uh, but you you got a lot of hungry mouths to feed as, as far as the receiving core goes. I'm going I'm to be interested to see how they, uh, how they satisfy everyone as the season goes on.
0: And the Cowboys suffered an injury, huh? Yeah, it looks like it
1: might have been a, a, a big injury for rookie linebacker Demarion Overshone, who left in the first quarter with a knee injury. Uh, he got hurt tackling Zach Charbonnet. Uh, walked off the field under his own power, but then got on the cart to ride to the locker room. He's their third rounder uh, out of Texas. who They they heard nothing but great things about mm-hmm. him. They were excited about him being a part of that defense. Uh, they also had an offensive tackle named Matt Waletsko and John Stevens, uh, who left the game with injuries. Safety Sheldrick Redwine left with an injury and didn't return. So the Cowboys got beat up in this
0: game. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see how serious those injuries are uh, beyond overshown. The Raiders, a 34 17 win over the Rams in Jimmy Garoppolo's debut for Las Vegas. A very impressive opening drive for Jimmy G and the Raiders. Yeah, Jimmy G looked strong. Like this, if I
1: mean, Jimmy G looked strong, the, the backups are looking like the, the Raiders quarterback situation doesn't look as bleak as it was made out to be. Uh, and un- unfortunately for the Rams, Stetson Bennett, uh, not stellar. Uh, in in his second game, but Aiden O'Connell again shined. So uh, the Raiders look like they're in a good spot right now.
0: Yeah. And and you know, they might not be as bad as people think this division has always been competitive and maybe the Raiders will surprise some people. The bigger, the biggest story probably this week of the preseason was the debut of Brock Purdy, the 2023 Mm. preseason debut of Brock Purdy. The 49ers beat the Broncos 21 to 20 Purdy. Um, You know, went four for five, 65 yards, played well, was sacked once. He ran for eight yards, and it was good to see him out there. I think he enjoyed being hit, because that's the thing. With the preseason and practices, you got to get hit. You You can't be in football shape without playing football. And so it was good to see Brock Purdy take a hit and get up. Yeah,
1: it was, and uh, he, he he looked solid. Uh, looks like he's going to be good to go for the regular season. Trey Lance, though, kind of ended up being the story. He threw a pick on his first possession. And then came back and threw a big touchdown pass, basically won him the game. So uh, is some good and bad yeah, for Trey Lance as he continues to battle with uh, with Sam Darnold.
0: But you know what, Sam Darnold was good as well. Darnold, yeah. Darnold was 11 of 14 for 109 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. He ran the ball for 18 yards on two scrambles. Yes, Trey Lance was 12 of 18, 173 yards, a touchdown, and a pick, and led them to you know the game-winning drive against players that are be begging groceries. Next week, but I, I still think that Darnold has the leg up in this uh, in this race to be the backup. But what Trey Lance's performance could do, though, is make another team interested in, in making a trade for
1: him. I it. could, uh, but, but Darnold and Lance both threw interceptions here, so I think it's I, I think it's more of a battle than you guys think it is. Uh, I, I do think Darnold's probably the favorite, mm-hmm. but I, I certainly think it's a, a real a battle because I I do believe. They want to get some sort of. They want to get something out of their investment in Trey Mm -hmm. Lance, and Trey Lance isn't tradable at this point. Like I, I I don't know what. what Could he like having a good, a couple good preseason games? You think that's going to make teams want to take on his contract? I can't imagine that. So I I really think that they, the Niners, are invested in Trey Lance playing well.
0: Yeah, Uh, but I, I still think you can trade for him and someone probably will. Uh, the good news for the Broncos out of this game was Javante Williams back on the field for yeah, the first time since he suffered that knee injury. In Not a lot, of but he was there. Hey, th- Listen, the guy coming back, that's great. Uh, the Chiefs blow out the Cardinals 38-10, to and th- hey, the Cardinals are going to get used to this. There's going to be a lot of blowouts in their games this well, year. Well,
1: as soon as they said uh, the Chiefs are probably the Chiefs starters are probably going to play the first half, I said, ooh, that, that sounds painful uh and they it didn't stop when their when their backups left the game so uh just domination start to finish blaine gabbert went out and rode on the uh on the cardinals corpse when he needed to uh and we talked about clayton toon who there's real buzz that clayton toon may be earning himself like a starting job uh in week one over colt mccoy he got 24 snaps, 12 of 24, 133 yards. Colt McCoy, 5 of 8 for 25 yards. So I don't know that this really told us anything, but it's uh, it's interesting that Clayton Toon got, you know, two-thirds of, yeah.
0: the, uh, of the dropbacks in this game. Yeah, Mahomes, when he was in the game, 10 of 15, passing 105 yards and a touchdown. They also had Blaine Gabbert, 7 of 8, 120 yards and two scores. Shane Bouchelle, a perfect 10 of 10. For 105 yards in the game. Well played. Well well played indeed. Even the Russian judge gave him a 10. <laughs> yeah. The Titans beat the Vikings 24-16. Malik Willis played the whole game. Uh, so we, I mean, I guess they they didn't have Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Like hey, Will Levis was unavailable.
1: So I guess this was like a hey, show us what you got, Malik Willis. And uh, you know, the the passing wasn't the passing numbers aren't what you hope, 85 yards, uh, on, you know, 10 of 17 passing. But 11 carries for 91 yards kind of makes you open your eyes uh and this is a I don't know if it works in real life but those are good fantasy numbers if you if you if he's your quarterback I, I don't know if Malik Willis or will Levis wins this backup job I mm-hmm. assume will Levis has to have the upper hand when you just spin a second round pick on the guy but remember they traded up into to get Malik Willis you know before like the year before so uh it's beneficial if both these guys end up being good. But Malik Willis so far, I would say, has has been kind of a, a bright spot for the yeah, Titans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Tajay Spears with the big 33-yard rush. Um, that's the kid from Tulane who yeah. was one of the top running backs in the nation. And you, it's a nice one-two punch if you got Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears now. Uh, for the Vikings, they had a backup offensive line playing that gave Nick Mullins absolutely no chance in this game. Uh, sacked twice, rushed a bunch of times, and... This is quite alarming. I know it's a backup group, but Kirk Cousins, as we saw in that quarterback series, was hit more than any quarterback in the league last year. 131 hits. And if these guys have to play for starters getting injured, that's a bad sign for this offense. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, hopefully it doesn't come to that for Kirk's sake. The Bucks beat the Jets 13-6. to Baker Mayfield did not play in this game Kyle Trask played nearly the entire game Todd Bowles said that doesn't mean that he has won the starting job over Baker Mayfield but he said it's just a last minute decision to just sit Baker in this game
1: yeah that's an interesting decision uh they gave John Wolford some snaps uh I I don't know where Baker stands maybe they're treating giving Baker the starting treatment which is kind of weird but I, I don't know uh, the Jets, on the other hand, you saw a little bit of Zach Wilson. You saw some uh, decent run out of Zach Wilson. Nice thirty-five yard run out of Zach Wilson. Uh, but the offense struggled. Uh, I don't know that there's much to worry about because it's mostly backup guys out there. Although they did get some. Uh, I've been wondering what why aren't why isn't Mike or why isn't in playing.
0: Uh, played right tackle, played well. So uh, maybe that's a good sign for the uh, for the Jets. Here's what Aaron Rodgers had to say. You mentioned uh, Zach Wilson. Well, Aaron Rodgers, who is going to make his Jets debut Saturday against the Giants, he is going to play How do you feel about in that? the preseason for the first time since, I believe, 2018. Uh, I think this is great. I think it shows that it's not just Robert Sala on the coaching staff wanting to see him get out there, but he wouldn't be playing if he didn't want to play. So, again, this is a guy who has not played in the preseason since 2018. That's it. That was his last appearance. Week two against the Steelers, 2018 preseason, he played five snaps. That means 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. Didn't play a single snap in the preseason. I think Rodgers wants to be out there but here's the interesting quote from aaron Rodgers talking about his role with the jets and zach wilson
1: uh being able to win here would be really really special um but uh why limit it to one you know i don't plan on this being a one and done so uh i think we're going to be competitive here for a long time i'd like to be able to play a few good years here and then hand it right back off to Zach and let him go for the next 15, and it'd be a really special you know, 18- to 20-year run of uh, (laughs) great quarterback play.
0: Got to make you feel good if you're a Jets fan that Aaron Rodgers envisions himself playing for a couple of years, but also, hey, Zach Wilson's got to feel good about those comments. Got to make you feel good as a Jets fan knowing that they want to hand the franchise back to Zach Wilson, right? No? It's, no. it's Aaron Rodgers saying that he wants to hand it back to Zach Wilson. <laughs> Here was Zach Wilson <laughs> responding to Aaron Rodgers' comments. Yeah, of course. That's the goal. You know, is play as long as you can. And, and uh, you know, it helps me knowing that he believes in me, that I can play in this game for a long time. And, you know, that's why I lean on him so much. Um, you know, truly appreciative to have a, a big brother like that. I've said it before, and I know other people have said it before, but having Aaron Rodgers is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to Zach Wilson in, in the NFL. I mean, it's, it, it can't hurt him.
1: Like it, At least it took the spotlight off him, gives him a chance to grow a little bit because clearly mm-hmm. he wasn't ready for the NFL when he got there. Uh, so him having a chance, an opportunity to grow and, and at least follow uh, what Aaron Rodgers is doing and say, hey, this is, these are
0: some ways I can improve. that has got to help. Moving on, the Colts beating the Bears 24-17. Uh most of their starters did rest including Anthony Richardson. This makes no sense to me. That Anthony Richardson didn't, didn't play? No. Like did, did anything about
1: Anthony Richards Richardson's first game tell you that like he should be up? Oh, we feel good about this. Just relax, bub. Like it's a it's a really confusing decision to have a guy who you've announced as the starter clearly isn't ready to start week 1. Mm-hmm. And you're, set, you're taking away game time reps
0: from him? It doesn't make any sense to me. Do you think that they were worried about him getting hit or whatnot because of, like, the, the, the joint practices in the week? Because apparently they were pretty intense.
1: Uh, I don't know. I I, I guess that, if that's the excuse, I guess so. But that it just feels fascinating to me that a guy, like, you've got to have this guy ready for week one. You've committed to him week one. There's no way for him to get better than he was last week without playing. Uh, so I, I would have really liked to see him this week. So I, I, I thought it was a, an odd choice by the Colts. Speaking of quarterbacks,
0: there's an interesting battle going on in Chicago for the backup job. PJ Walker was signed to be Justin Fields' backup, but the highlight of this game against the Colts was Tyson Badgent. The Division Two quarterback. He's the NCAA's all-time passing touchdowns leader. He played for Division Two Shepherd University.
1: I think he's a made-up
0: person, honestly. Might be. But Bagint or Bagint, uh, nine of ten passing, seventy six yards, and <laughs> he also had a, a, a touchdown run as well.
1: Yeah, not much work for uh, for PJ Walker and Nathan Peterman actually got the majority of the snaps. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Bagint he just might be a, a camp body who had a good day. We'll see if there's if there's a move made there. But uh, the fact that he got so much run and PJ Walker did not. Uh, is probably something worth note or worth watching at least in in week three. Uh, I also thought the the quarterback battle between Minshew and Ellinger was it was interesting. Uh, they both got they basically split carries. Both of them played pretty well. So uh, I think Minshew bummed not to be named the starter, but went out there played well in uh, in week two.
0: Steelers beat the Bills 27-15. Kenny Pickett and the first-team offense with an 86-yard scoring drive to start the game.
1: Yeah, got to feel good about what you've seen out of the Steelers' offense uh, so far. Uh, I mean, Mitch Trubisky looked good when he was out there. Mason Rudolph looked decent when he was out there. Like every, it, maybe you should be worried about the Bills defensively, but mm-hmm. uh, this was a, the the offense for the Steelers was humming and they didn't let off the gas. Like it, it this was a blowout game. It was twenty seven nothing before the Bills put up some points. They were this was it, them getting absolutely wrecked in this game, and the the big discussion was was Matt Barkley going to catch Kyle Allen to be the backup quarterback? Uh, I think the answer is safely no. Mm-hmm. After Matt Barkley, seven of twelve three interceptions against the Steelers including one to uh Joey Porter Jr. Who ran over gave the ball to his dad hmm. uh, in his, fir-
0: his first career game gets a pick uh takes it to the house. And Kyle Allen uh 12 of 15 112 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Pretty good performance. Uh the Dolphins beat the Texans 28 to 3. Tua uh played in his return but did not look good as the first pass that he threw in a 2023 game ended with an interception,
1: mm, what, better than ending with a concussion. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so it's uh, very had, true. He's had games end on worse notes than that, but yeah, not a not a great start for Tua. Who, you know, I, I've said all along this offseason, I, I worry about what he's going to look like out there. But uh, either way, Skylar Thompson came in and had some good reps. The, the Texans looked pretty abysmal. Mm. Uh, it, some people who were hyping up the Texans after last week suddenly that got really really slowed down in this one. The Dolphins just having their way. Uh, with the Texans, so Mike White, not not much run. This was the Skylar mm-hmm. Thompson show for the most part after Tua left the game, So, and and again, three touchdowns for him. He played really well. I don't know what that means for Mike White, but can't be yeah. good.
0: C.J. Stroud played the entire first half, 7 of 12 passing for 60 yards, and led the offense to a field goal.
1: Okay, well, congratulations.
0: <laughs> the Jaguars with a 25-7 win over the Lions, and uh, Tank Bigsby. The former Auburn running back, 13 carries for 70 yards in the first half. Yeah, big, uh, big game running the ball for them. It, it's uh,
1: Bixby's got some game. He's a guy I'm excited to see. So uh, this is—I I don't know
0: what his what his reps will look like in the regular season, but this was a nice game for him. Teddy Bridgewater was wearing number 50 in this game for the Lions. Why? Because he doesn't have number five. Number five is taken. Can you wear
1: number 50? Like the is,
0: NFL made rules that like there, there's no more like. Uh, Stipulations on jersey numbers. so That's going to be weird. Just, just temporary. He's not out of oh, okay. the season. Right. But uh, he just, yeah, temporary jersey. He was wearing number 50 because his number five is David Montgomery's wearing it right now. All right.
1: Well, (laughs) it would be interesting to see a guy number 50 throwing the ball around. Yeah,
0: like Doug Flutie wearing 22. Exactly. Uh, But even 50's weirder. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) On Friday, the Bengals and the Falcons tied at 13. Joe Burrow, obviously not playing, still rehabbing. And Jake Browning played better than Trevor Simeon in this game. But I still don't have confidence in either of these quarterbacks if Joe Burrow is not ready for week one.
1: Yeah, Jake Browning threw a pick, but also ran for 50 yards, which is a, a nice little added bonus for them. Uh, yeah, this it, it's a bad situation behind Joe Burrow, so Cincinnati's got to really cross their fingers that he's going to be ready to go. On the other side, it, uh, it was Taylor Heineke, who looked solid, I guess, uh B. John robinson though with four carries 20 yards and looked explosive mm-hmm. like this is a uh, very limited work but it looks like they've got themselves a good one there and, and desmond and ritter
0: desmond ritter looked good seven of nine yep. passing and um did throw an interception it was a tipped ball but a lot of people were happy with what they saw from desmond ritter yeah no doubt and he's a guy one of
1: the, one of the guys with the most to prove uh in this preseason there's a lot of questions about the falcons quarterback like the Falcons have a lot of things going for them, it seems. Particularly, their division is going for them. But if they get bad quarterback play, it's not going to matter. Desmond Ritter, so far, so good. The Giants
0: beat the Panthers 21 19. Bryce Young didn't do much. Three of six, 35 yards. Uh, led them down the field for a field goal, but the offensive line continues to struggle.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a problem for them all year. Like, it's not like they're playing backups. This is This is what they've got. Uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for for Bryce Young. I, I worry about. I, I, I mean, you worry about him being healthy all season anyway, just at his size. But if he's gonna get banged up like this all year, it's gonna be a hard time, and it's gonna be hard for him to learn how to, how to mm-hmm. play quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Matt Corral actually looked pretty decent out there. Uh, which is a good sign. It's he was he kind of had a, a lost season last year because he didn't he didn't get to play at all, uh, and he's a guy who a lot of people thought had some real upside uh, f- slipped in the draft for some off field reasons as and you know he's got all the talent
0: in the world so he's a guy worth watching for sure. Uh, this was a fantastic preseason performance from the Giants. Daniel Jones got his first preseason action. Eight of nine passing for sixty nine yards and a touchdown. He completed three passes to Darren Waller for 30 yards, and that's going to be a a dynamic connection this year. And then rookie Jalen Hyatt, the speedster, caught a 33-yard deep ball touchdown from Tyrod Taylor. So the and Kayvon Thibodeau got a sack. Like Giants just played really well in this game. Yeah, 26 of 33 spread over three quarterbacks mm-hmm. with two touchdowns. So uh kind of
1: had their way and you mentioned Thibodeau. like yeah, it's a, it was a lot easier this week than it was a week ago for him to be beaten up on this offensive line. This is a this is a bad unit that that Panthers offensive line.
0: The one game we did not Talk about yet. It was on Saturday. It was a game that never finished. It was the Patriots and the Packers. This one was called early after Patriots rookie cornerback Isaiah Bolden was carted off the field in the in a, a hit that it didn't look bad at the time. But he was placed on a stretcher, carted off, and he has since been released from the hospital. So it, that's a, obviously a great sign for Isaiah Bolden. Yeah. But it, it was a scary enough hit that the players, or reaction to the hit, that the players felt they were not in the right frame of mind to continue that game. And I think in the preseason, it
1: makes sense. Of course, you know, of course. Like if, if this was the regular season, like it takes a lot, Like I mean, the, the Hamlin situation, far more serious, obviously. Uh, I think this is like, uh, you know what, Why are, what are we still doing out here? This game, let's, let's just call it here, and they did. Uh, wasn't a lot of time left in the game. What we did see was Mac Jones, who we didn't see week one, mm-hmm. uh, looked pretty solid out there early. Bailey Zappi came out, a little inefficient, but did throw a touchdown pass. Very short burst of Jordan Love. More Sean Clifford. No interceptions for Sean Clifford, mm-hmm. which after last week saying, that's just what I do. Yeah, not a great. That's not a great uh, thing to hear from your quarterback. That's just what I do uh, after you throw a couple picks. But
0: uh, Sean Clifford, decent day with the ball as well. The Patriots yesterday were supposed to fly to Tennessee because they have joint practices with the Titans this week leading up to their preseason game, but they did cancel those plans. Uh, they say it was because of the circumstances dealing with Isaiah Bolden and the uh, ending of the game. So they're going to practice – in foxborough and then go to tennessee later on this week speaking of canceled plans the texans and saints
1: released a joint statement canceling their scheduled joint practices for this upcoming week uh basically saying we both we both co- after coaches talked we decided it was in both teams best interest. To, uh, to cancel these joint practices. They will get together with with their, I guess, with their staff and create mm-hmm. new practice schedules
0: for this week, but they will not be having joint practices in New Orleans as planned. Apparently the Texans have a bunch of injuries, and the teams felt like they just wouldn't, it wouldn't be productive. Yeah, who's it going to help? Like, yeah, so just, you can work on stuff yourself, and, and I guess that's what they're going to decide to do this week. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why, ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. Last night, the Nationals beat the Phillies in the Little League Classic in Williamsport. The Phillies were had some interesting bats. Uh, Bryson Stott had a bat that looked like a number two pencil. Bryce Harper's <laughs> bat looked like the Philly Fanatic. And it was fun for the kids that were in attendance, all the Little Leaguers, all the families there in Williamsport. But from a baseball side of things, it just looked like the Phillies took the night off. Oh. Like they just... It, the trip was just, you know, they got to watch the, the team from, you know, outside of Philly get eliminated and they talked to the kids after the game. Bryce Harper gave them some advice, but it just didn't feel like the game just didn't feel right. Didn't feel like the Phillies were going out there trying to win. Um, kudos to the Nationals. I mean, the Phillies uh, take, dropping two of three to the Nationals, and looking at the standings right now in the National League, the Phillies are still the first wild card, two and a half games up on the San Francisco Giants, and five and five in their last ten games. And Maybe they just felt like they just wanted a night off.
1: Yeah, sometimes you need one. They were having fun with the kids. What's the big deal? Are you you a fan
0: of these, like...
1: These remote site baseball games. I think it's cool for this for this one instance, like the uh, the Little League World Series going on right down the road, gives the kids all the kids who are there playing something to do. Uh, Obviously, like the whole you're trying to grow the game. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's easy to remember or it's easy to forget that like it, it feels like not that long ago that Major League Baseball felt like it was like a dying game. And there's been some some life put into it recently. But, man, it was a couple of years ago. It felt real bleak. Mm. Uh, so I think getting the the younger generation involved is a big deal. So having those guys interested, yeah, I think, I think it's a good call.
0: A lot of interesting things going around Major League Baseball. Uh, the Yankees are just pathetic right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they have lost eight straight games. And they're nine games out of a wild card spot. To put that into perspective, the New York Mets – are seven games out of a wild card spot. The Washington Nationals are eight games out of a wild card spot. The Yankees are further away from the American League wild card than the Washington Nationals are from the National League wild card. Let that sink in. Yeah. The Nationals, who are 57 and 68 this year, have a minus 90 run differential are closer to a playoff spot than the New York Yankees. This is,
1: I mean, this may end up being the best thing for the Yankees, even though, I, I, I don't know if any Yankee fan is going to look at the season and go, oh, yeah, it's a good call. But it feels like something had to happen, and this feels like it's going to push something to happen sooner than later, right? It's their
0: first eight-game losing streak in 28 years.
1: Wow. That, I mean, that that's telling. Uh, yeah, this is a, I, I, I can't imagine Boone survives the season. I can't. I mean, well, you know better than me. You, you're connected more than I am to
0: the. They, they absolutely, they absolutely have to uh, change for going into next season. And here's the thing that I'm confused about: is what are they like waiting for now? For the rest of this season, they should bring up uh, some of the kids that are performing well in AAA. There's a couple of players that are the top prospects are playing well in the minors. Bring them up. What are you waiting for? I know you think, oh, we can turn it around or whatever. No, you you can't. can't. You're not making the playoffs. The the Yankees, since Aaron Judge went out at Dodger Stadium, 24 and 39. Oh, gosh. And they are in danger of ending a 30-year streak of having a winning record.
1: Yeah, this is uh this is a pretty ugly situation. I I, I said a couple weeks ago I don't think they're going to finish 500. I and I think as this as this continues, it, now it's almost like uh it it's seeming like it's
0: almost a lock that yeah. they're not. Yeah, it looks that way. Um elsewhere, the Astros had to call a team meeting after being swept by the Mariners. Yeah, Astros
1: and Rangers sweat like these. At least the Astros didn't lose any ground, I guess. But yeah, just a disaster weekend for both the teams at the well, top. Yeah, of the they're, still, West.
0: they're still two and a half games back, but in the wild, but the Mariners have caught up to them. They're a half game up on Seattle for you, the second one. Yeah, yeah. That's, you got to worry about that now. They're four and six in their last ten games. Yeah, things unravel. And yesterday was embarrassing because. The pitching matchup was in their favor. The Mariners were tossing Emerson Hancock. Made-up guy. Yeah. The, 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 the Astros had Hunter Brown on the mound. They both, both pitchers, both starting pitchers didn't last three innings. Yeah. Hancock pitched only two innings. Brown, uh, two and two-thirds. And the Astros give up seven runs in the first five innings. Now, they come back. They lose the game 7-6. But getting swept by the Mariners now? Uh, losing to you know the the Angels and Marlins back to back games like this is not the Houston Astros team that won the World Series last year. This is not the Houston Astros team that was one of the top contenders to win the World Series
1: this year. No, and it felt like the the Verlander trade put a little bit of life into them, but it feels like that's worn off now. And now they're just kind of going through the motions again. And uh, yeah, I, again, I the Astros are a team I'm not worried about falling out of the playoff chase. But I thought by now they would have caught the Rangers. And the fact that they're still hovering in the same spot, they can't make up any ground on them, I I, I think they're, they're locking themselves further and further into a wild card spot.
0: So here's where we are in the wild card standings in the American League. Tampa is still the first wild card. Five games up on the Astros. The Astros a half game up on the Mariners, who are the third wild card. Seattle a half game up on Toronto. Three up on Boston. And then... Eight and a half on the Angels, nine on the Yankees. In the National League, Phillies are the top wild card, two and a half up on the Giants. Giants, a half game up on the Cubs, who are the third wild card. Chicago, one game up on Cincinnati, Miami, and Arizona. Six up on the Padres, seven up on the Mets. Division races, Baltimore, three games up on Tampa in the east. Minnesota pulling away. They're six games up on Cleveland in the central. Rangers, two and a half up on the Astros in the west. In the National League, Braves are going to win the east. They're 13 and a half up on the Phillies. Brewers, three up on the Cubs in the central. Dodgers dominating the west, 11 and a half up on the Giants. Let's take a look at the schedule. For this Monday, the Cubs are at the Tigers. Oh, speaking of the Tigers, Tigers and Yankees will be the Williamsport game next season, in the Little League Classic. Right. Yep, so August of next year, Yankees and Tigers from Williamsport. Tigers will pitch uh, Alex Fayedo on the mound as Chicago will counter with Javier Assad, and the Cubbies are a minus one thirty five favorite. Giants are at the Phillies. Scott Alexander for San Francisco. Aaron Nola. For Philly, Philly is minus 165. The Cardinals are at the Pirates. It's Bailey Falter for Pittsburgh. And Drew Rahm makes his debut For the Cardinals, St. Louis is minus 160. The Mets are at the Braves. David Peterson scheduled to go for the Mets. And Alan Winans scheduled to go for the Atlanta Braves. Red Sox are at the Astros. James Paxton for Boston. Christian Javier for Houston. Astros minus 130. Mariners will send Luis Castillo to the mound in Chicago against the White Sox. And Ticca Toussaint pitching for Chi-Town. The Reds are at the Angels. L.A.'s minus 125 with Lucas Giolito on the mound. Graham Ashcraft counters for Cincinnati. Royals are at the A's in a game that somebody's got to win. Paul Blackburn (laughs) gets the start. What a series we've got here. Paul Blackburn gets the start for the A's. They're minus 135. Tucker Davidson. We'll start for Kansas City. Rangers are at the Diamondbacks. Jordan Montgomery on the mound for the Rangers. Texas minus 155. Slade Coney on the mound for the Diamondbacks. Marlins are at the Padres. Johnny Cueto for Miami. Blake Snell for the Padres. And if you take a look now at the Cy Young Award race. In Major League Baseball, you have in the National League we're talking about because of Blake Snell, Zach Gowan is plus 175, Blake Snell plus 210. This is a tight race right now. Snell goes out, has a dominant performance tonight. He might surpass Zach Gowan to be the National League Cy Young.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Snell's a guy who the second half of the season, it's been night and day. Like, this guy is absolutely tearing it up. So. Uh, wouldn't be shocked at all if 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 he ends up overtaking him. The FIBA World Cup, that's FIBA, not FIFA. Right? FIBA because well, it's
0: basketball. Oh yeah, I know. Yes, I know. wasn't. Ta- I mean, you
1: were probably talking to other people, but yeah. I know obviously. Yeah.
0: That begins on Friday. Uh, Team USA will play their first game against New Zealand on Saturday. Uh, the United States beating Germany as Anthony Edwards had 34 points yesterday. They finished five and zero. In their pre World Cup, I guess you want to call it uh, tune-ups, the ex- exhibition games. Yeah, exhibition record, good. Um, and uh, beating Germany ninety nine ninety one yesterday in a close game. They trailed by sixteen points in the second half before Anthony Edwards took over. Before Anthony Edwards took over, <laughs> he is said, "Right,
1: he said this is one of the best games I've played in a minute." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have guys like him who like when the scoring is not there, you can bring him in and yep. he just goes off. So. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how the USA does here. I know uh, international play hasn't been what it once was <clears> for <throat> Team USA. I don't know that this is the team that's like suddenly going to get us back to dominating everybody, but it's it's always interesting to see how the new blood does. Well, they're
0: heavy favorites. Looking at DraftKings right now, the odds for the tournament, which begins on Friday, USA is a minus one twenty five favorite. The second favorite is Canada at eight to one. France at nine to one is your third favorite. Australia ten to one is the fourth favorite. You know who's not favored? Uh, New Zealand in game one. No, New Z- the United States is a 36-point favorite mm. in game one over New Zealand. What's the money line on that? That is non-existent. Oh, unavailable, Come on, unavailable. guys. Although, I will say this. The United States is going to get to the championship in this thing. Like, could they lose in a, a one-game championship? Yeah, sure. anything can happen in one game. Um, They're not going to lose until they get to the finals. And then if they match up with, you know, France or Germany or not Germany, France or Canada, or or maybe Australia, who knows? Uh, The U.S. does lack size, but they're quick. They're young, they're quick, and they're utilizing their speed. So we'll see what happens in these games. But minus 125 doesn't seem like terrible odds for them to win this tournament. You'd like plus money on a future, but minus 125 seems okay. Yeah, not too bad. As long as they don't blow it. Don't blow it, boys. AJ, the sugar era begins as Sean O'Malley knocks out Aljamain Sterling on Saturday night, winning as a plus 200 underdog. Cashing your boy's ticket over here. Yeah, not mine. Uh, I was <laughs> The actually, new bantamweight champ.
1: I was cruising to a, a really big night in the UFC until that happened. I, I had a couple. Did uh, you have the over? No, I had. I had, Oh, you had Sterling? I had Sterling to win. Uh, but yeah, we. I mean, we cashed our best bet on the show from Cheeto Vera. Yep. But uh, Sterling was, he just didn't show up. Like, it, I shouldn't say that. He won the first round. At the end of the first round, he had some success. It was a, a almost a throwaway round. Mm-hmm. He got aggressive at the end of the first round, stole the round. And I said, oh, boy, I hope he doesn't think that's the way to fight. Because he got a little aggressive, got a yeah. little loose, and, like, wanted to make sure he put the round in his pocket. And sure enough, he came out in round two and was overly aggressive and if you do that against a counterpuncher that is as good as O'Malley is we're talking about a
0: sniper and that's what it was it was one counterpunch that knocked him to the ground but i thought that once he hit the once he hit the ground i didn't think that the fight was over but i guess that hit must have really dazed him because he really he wasn't able to defend himself.
1: Couldn't defend himself. I thought he would be able to like a- at least pull O'Malley down into his guard. Mm-hmm. And if he'd done that, who knows? But yeah, he just couldn't get his he couldn't get his bearings right. Couldn't get those legs around. him. And O'Malley kept the hammer fist. Kept hammering. Yeah. yeah, and that's what you got to do is keep them keep them searching for where
0: you're at. Uh, really, a great start. Uh, he connected to, on to, that, to he connected on the sugar era. He connected on that one hammer fist when when uh, Sterling was on the ground. And that's the one that you were like because at first when he first hit the ground he was like. You know, you're like, oh, it's not over yet, and then he connected with one, and you're yeah. like, ooh, ooh yeah.
1: They, <laughs> it, and it, there's it, there's a wild faction out there saying, oh, it was an early stoppage. No, that's that's a normal, yeah. very normal stoppage. So uh, I don't know what's next for Sean O'Malley. He's he says he wants to fight Cheeto Vera next. Uh, Cheeto Vera is not even in the top five of the rankings, but Sean O'Malley has a loss on his record that came to Cheeto Vera, he wants to get rid of that. So he's saying, let me fight that guy for the title. Uh, he, he, I think part of it is he doesn't want to fight mm-hmm. Aljo's teammate, Marab Devalashvili, who is the highest-ranked guy, who probably next in line uh, for that title shot. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see what happens for O'Malley, although he says he's got a little bit of a, a, a lat strain that he's working through. He was working through in this camp, said he couldn't grapple for the last six weeks of camp. Uh, which makes it all the more impressive what he did. Uh, but he says he wants to fight in December. So we'll see if he can get back out there. But great showing by him. Put egg on my face, mm-hmm. uh, certainly. And in the co-main
0: event. Dude, if you would have told me, or uh, I'll put it to you. If I told you, AJ, Wei Li Zhang finished with 288 strikes <laughs> and Amanda Lemos – 21 it's one of the craziest did that fight numbers go to the distance, yes or no it had to you don't hit someone 288 <laughs> times in a fight that doesn't go the distance how did this? How did she stay alive how did this how did the over hit how was this not a knockout
1: I had well because she never really like it always felt like Lamos was in the fight like she wasn't like laying down and just you know t- she was fighting back she just couldn't get anything done couldn't get up one of my biggest bets was on the over three and a half rounds I said if it if they would have released over two and a half rounds, mm-hmm. I said that would have been my biggest MMA bet of the year. Over okay, over two and a half rounds. It came out over three and a half, and it was plus one seventy five. So I still mm-hmm. h- hit it pretty heavy, and it was a, a, obviously a nice score. Uh, but yeah, I I thought that this fight was was going to go the distance, but I thought it was going to be way more competitive than it was. Uh, this was an absolutely one sided beatdown. Um, so Yan Jinan may be the next fight for Wei Zhang in China. Chinese on Chinese fight in China, which would be huge for, for you know for marketing over there. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what they decide to do with her next. But this was just a another dominant performance by the uh, the flyweight champion.
0: So what's next on the UFC schedule? Uh, we've got the Max Holloway junk uh,
1: Korean Zombie. We'll just call him. It's uh, mm-hmm. Chan Sung Jung. Uh, they are fighting in I want to say Singapore. So, it's like fights in the middle of the night uh, will, will be the next case. So, it's not like it's, it won't be at a normal time here in the U.S. But Max Holloway, Korean Zombie, the headliner, uh, guest of the show, guest of Straight Out of Vegas AN, Ryan Span is the co main event nice. uh, against Anthony Smith. So, some decent fights on the card. Geeka Chikadze will be on the card. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield will be on the card. So, we'll get a good look at some of those guys. Uh, so, it should be a pretty solid fight night.
0: I would imagine Holloway's a massive favorite.
1: Uh, massive, yeah. I don't know the exact number, but it's it's well, it's outside of like minus five hundred, minus eight fifty on DraftKings. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big number. <laughs> that's a pretty big number. Max Holloway basically, um, I, you don't bet against Max Holloway unless he's fighting Alexander Volkanovsky. because I mean. At featherweight, that's the only guy who beats him, is yeah. Alex Volkanovsky. So I, I
0: won't be uh, I won't be dipping my toe in with the underdog here. Well, if you'd like to get AJ's plays for this coming weekend, you can take advantage of some discounts at pregame.com. No, he's not going to be giving out a minus 850 favorite. I will not. He will not be doing that. But uh, you can get his UFC packages every week on pregame.com and use our promo code cook twenty. Cook 20 gets you 20% off at pregame.com. We have football packages on sale right now. You can get the entire NFL season, the entire college football season from your favorite pregame pro and never miss a pick, or you can just pick and choose and get a daily best bet, whatever you'd like. Sign up at Pregame.com for free. Get your $25 welcome bonus for being a new member at Pregame.com. And then you can use the promo code COOK20 to take 20% off your purchase. We are also running our free Like Super Contest contest at Pregame.com. Just go to the website, click on Contests, and find the Like Super Contest 23 contest. It's just like the Westgate Super Contest. It's easy. Five NFL picks per week, and the best part about it, you don't have to make all your picks at once. You make you can them whenever make, you want. Exactly. Wait until the best lines become available. The winner gets a choice of either $1,500 cash or free entry into next year's Westgate Super Contest with free proxy service here in Las Vegas included. For A.J. Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of 8 a.m.